the jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XM Out Q. I'm Larry Flick, and you are listening to The Jolt on Sirius XM LQ, one of the uh, most talked about plays of uh, the Broadway season is the play Misery, which is running at the Broadhurst Theater. Of course, you know it's uh, it's derived from a movie that uh, did exceptionally well and uh, based on a book by Stephen King. We are so lucky to have one of its stars, Lori Metcalf, in the studio. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. Really, really nice to have you here. I uh, got to see the show over the weekend, and I just loved it. Oh, I'm so glad. I really loved it. And uh, and and it's funny because I have such a different uh, impression of the piece uh, in this incarnation than from the movie. Mm-hmm. I actually find a play... Really funny, mm-hmm. really affecting, and I love Annie. Mm-hmm. I love her. <laughs> I think she is. I, I, I kind of this. I want to be her friend in a weird. <laughs> no. I know that sounds very odd. <laughs> you, I know you wouldn't have expected. You that. You wouldn't have expected that, but I that's think right. that's what's so amazing about the 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 way uh, the text is is structured. The way I don't know. I you really you like Annie. I'm really flattered that you say that about the character because I think that it was my personal goal. Uh, you know, I couldn't go back. I, I did reread the book when I knew that uh, when I came aboard the project mm-hmm. and I could not go anywhere near the movie because if I saw Kathy Bates's performance again, tw- you know, I, I saw it obviously as did the entire world when it opened. Um, but if I and I would remember iconic moments, of course. Um, but I couldn't go back and look at it because it was her performance would have gotten in my head and it would you know, have paralyzed you, I imagine. Yes, it would. It would. So, um, so I felt free to interpret it in, and, and and we're working with new material too because this play is a hybrid of the movie and the book. Right. Um, so there's a so, deeper texture to the characters. Um, it, 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 I what I am so flattered to hear you say that you like her and found her amusing and her. found her moving is that I, I wanted to make it a goal to see if I could with very little um, text involved in it. There are little little drops of her background. So with very little to go on that you got the idea that she's, she was not just born a monster. Mm. She's not just or or it's not or she doesn't suffer from some mental disorder that is uh, that if you could if she could get a good uh, diagnosis that she could be on some sort of medication that would set her right. You know, this I think she grew up in chaos. Uh, She had uh, um, a at least a mother who set her on a very black and white uh, course of, of, of viewing what anybody does with their life is either black or white. There's no gray at all. So you're either a dirty birdie or you're a good man. And there's no in-between. Yeah. And so people created her. You know, outside influences created her. And she deals with this, lone, obviously, you know, deep depression and loneliness. And I just wanted to suggest that it was a three-dimensional p- 
person, not something that could just have a label on it. You know? I was very excited to hear that you were playing Annie because my my take on you as an actor is that the first thing you look for is what is not likable but lovable mm. about the women you play. Mm. And uh and I I just feel like again I'm I'm projecting. I feel like that's what you did. I feel like you went in and thought, "Okay, what is it about her that would make her good company. Mm -hmm. That's what I kept thinking as I watched. I kept thinking, um, we're we're all broken enough to do something extreme. I'm broken enough to do something extreme. She actually did it. Mm -hmm. The difference between Annie and me, the Annie and I think a lot of people, is that she's actually brave enough to actually do it. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I, I, I agree. I look for those drops. I look for those moments. I like playing characters that on the surface seem um, um, unattractive mm -hmm. in every sense of the word. And f because if you can find one, maybe two tiny, tiny moments that redeem them and they go by very quickly, the audience kind of shifts their view of that person in the moment. And... Uh, I think that's my favorite approach to take in starting a, mm. starting the the background work on on a on a character. Um the 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 show Getting On that's on HBO Which right is now. So good. I play uh, a, another character similar to that. Somebody who comes off as very strident, horrible bedside manner, um very self-absorbed uh to the point where it's laughable. And yet the writers write in these little tiny moments where you see a bit of heart. You see a bit of, you see a background. You see a, you see a full human, and and so, the audiences. I think when we watch somebody like that, we're very forgiving. And when we see just a little moment of it, we grant that person uh, more acceptance than we have up till then. Well, it it kind of it kind of uh, begs the question: Is anyone possibly really evil? And I would say no. Mm -hmm. I would say no. Um, I would say that there's a reason why Annie is so attracted to this guy. Um, I've seen I've seen your work in Getting On. I saw the original Getting On in Britain, and there was a reason why that character became a doctor mm. and not an advertising executive, or, or you know, or the the you know a stockbroker or the British equivalent of such. Um, there's something you know you have to kind of be willing to, I think, and what I felt while I was watching you as Annie is, you have to be willing to look at all the things about yourself that are so fucked up mm -hmm. and then say, okay, like I said a moment ago, what would it take for me to actually be fearless? I think I think Annie is wildly fearless and brave and, and she's going for it. Mm -hmm. And at some point I'm watching and I'm thinking, she knows that there's no turning back, so she's mm -hmm. just going mm -hmm. do you think that annie uh in your in the way you're interpreting her do you think that she has any clue what the outcome is going to be um she no i think she has she's as a very hopeful very hopeful person yeah she thinks <laughs> um, she's going to convince him doesn't she yes yeah, she just has to figure out she she knows that he's getting stronger he's going to want to leave yeah now how do we solve this problem how does he still work and not leave oh i get it I know what to do. 
my darling, relax. I'm a trained nurse. This will only hurt for one second. (laughs) (laughs) And then again, again, I'll nurse you back to health very quickly. Yeah. And our lives will go on. She says very early in the, you know, in the, in the show, we're going to be so happy here. She just has to wear him down. Yeah. Just to break yeah. him enough time so that he just becomes subservient. But I can see, I can see a future for them together. What what has he got? You know, if he had somebody to because he's extremely self absorbed person. You know, this writer Paul Sheldon, and if he had somebody who just brought him ice cream sundaes all day long, and he could type to his heart's content, and she would wait on him, and it, you know, it's not all that bad. <laughs> it's very funny. It's Laurie Metcalf joining us on The Jolt. You can see her uh, in Misery at the Broadhurst Theater here in New York City. Um, I feel like the director, Will Frears, did something really, really bold in casting you and Bruce Willis in this in this piece because um, although I find Bruce Willis to be wonderfully likable as, a, as an actor, I don't know that I find his Paul very likable. Oh, and and I find and I find you as an actor interesting. I find you as an actor super likable, and I think I feel like he brings kind of an iciness to Paul. Interesting. That so we get you, the the role reversal, I you feel, know, of what I, you yeah, come in expecting. That's what I thought. I mm-hmm. thought you know that it would be a much easier bet to get mm-hmm. you know someone who is on every level a cuddle toy, and 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 a woman who is kind of kind of hard around the edges and instead Mm -hmm. we have this kind of this kind of tough guy Mm -hmm. and this really lovely woman and the both of you are just flipped on your on your heads Mm -hmm. it's really fun to watch Mm. it it must have been uh i'm assuming for for the two of you in rehearsal it must have been very fun to find yourselves with each other yeah we had we had our paths hadn't crossed uh, 30 years ago, we were both here in New York doing theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was doing Fool for Love, and I was doing Balm and Gilead. This was, you know, it, was, it seems like 130 years ago. <laughs> but our paths never crossed. We were working off-Broadway, you know, at the same time. And, uh, and then we find ourselves here on Broadway in this uh, wild ride of a show. And so we met in the rehearsal room on the first day. And hit it off immediately. Uh, I like working with somebody who is in the room to work. You know, you know, there's no checking messages and, you know, procrastinating. And, you know, it's just like, let's do this. And we, for as intense of a show as it is, um, and there are a lot of laughs in the show, but, but we had a lot of laughs in the rehearsal room, just working on these two crazy characters together and making and cracking each other up. Uh, it was, although I will say it was a tough rehearsal, it was, um, I underestimated how big this thing is. I think when you think of Misery, you probably first think of the movie, and then you think mostly of a smallish show, which is two people in a bedroom. That's how I would say, oh, it's small that way, you know? And, uh, I didn't realize how, um... Technically gigantic, the show is. <laughs> Tech Week was horrendous. I'll bet. With that revolving set and everything's timed to the lights and the music and how fast Bruce can wheel himself around that thing and when I'm coming in the door and trying to catch him and and, uh, 
and then the uh, the fires and the hobbling and the fighting yeah. and the uh, dragging people around, and it's just. I, I totally underestimated it never doing that of, thing eight times yeah, a week. <laughs> it never gets out of control, but I was wondering how your body is holding up right now, Lori, because it is an enormously physical role. Yeah, it, it does feel really physical, and it's not only that. It's it's the energy put out in filling that house. Um, it, it's great to have... 1100 people in there Mm. it's such a rush um but it the the energy it takes to get you know push that out to the back row is 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 big and it's mentally exhausting and it's i'm not complaining like he says in in (laughs) he says i'm not complaining and i say well it seems like you are just a little bit (laughs) (laughs) but i'm not complaining no but i just i'm just saying i underestimated it you know and it's the first time ever in my career that i i i actually have workman's comp i i I get physical therapy you know because we're all both of us usually after every show we we say are you all right because you land your hips, you got bruises all over, you got, uh, you know, you tweak your back, you know, he's throwing himself on the floor. I, I, it's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I go, I go get it once a week and it's really helpful, but I didn't you. expect that either. Yeah, it's interesting. Talking to Lori Metcalf here in The Jolt, um, I'm sure to, to the general population, this is um, a segue from, a very successful television life because obviously we've seen you on Roseanne, we've seen you on a number of TV projects, but this is really uh, a back to where you where you feel you yeah you are theater you're, yeah you're a, th- you're a theater animal a theater rat yeah yeah so so what how um, hard was it to be a television actor and to because it's two different acting muscles isn't it yes yes um. When I, uh, I remember first doing Roseanne, it was uh, my first TV ever. And uh, so none of us on that show really had TV experience, really. Roseanne didn't. uh, John Goodman didn't. The kids certainly didn't. And uh, I remember a director telling me once, you know, like, you know, Laurie, the camera's over there looking that way. You don't have to keep in the scene. You don't have to keep acting over here. Nobody's seeing what you're doing. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Well, there's there's my first lesson, I guess. Um, it, it, it uh, You have only 20 minutes, 22 minutes of, of material, I found, every week, obviously, in that half-hour sitcom world. Um, it changes during the week. So it's like, don't, you know, don't necessarily learn it right off the bat, which is not a good lesson to, 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 to good, not a good, good habit to start picking up. No, but not you, to, you especially kinda, not to a theater but animal. You no. Know, and you kind of, and then you don't rehearse all that much, which to me was super frightening. And then you throw it up live on its feet, which was, um, debilitating to me. And I never, never got used to those tape days when that's what, uh, certain, uh, people who enjoy that thrive on. They like the thrill of the audience coming in, and it's a tiny bit under rehearsed, and then the audience, and then it all kicks in, clicks in real quick, 
and I don't. Uh, I know it made me erect too. It was. I felt like oh, we're just doing this live. I mean, obviously we weren't, but I couldn't ever get past that feeling that all right, here's scene number two, and here's the audience is going to see it for the first time. You better nail it because it's their first time seeing it, and you'll get the purest reaction from them. I felt I felt that burden where when I I didn't have to put that on myself, but I always did it. And so I, I was a wreck every tape day and I never got used to it all those mm. years. Uh, rehears- the rehearsal during the day, I loved, uh, but uh, not the taping. No, it sounds, it sounds actually pretty wretched. Um, it's funny. Do you, have you gained enough- I've just been, compl- I've just come in here to complain no, about stuff. No, no. <laughs> put your feet up and relax. All right. <laughs> get comfy. But yeah, I wonder if you have the, the, the opportunity of perspective because I feel like we can now say about all of you connected to Roseanne what we have always said about All in the Family, which is that show couldn't get on television today. Mm. That show would not be put on the air today. It was way too edgy. There were times when it was so damn dark. Yeah. There were times when, I mean, even just I could just cherry pick one of your shining episodes when when Fisher was was beating Jackie yeah. and 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 the reveal of that. Do you realize that that probably would not get on television right now? No, I never put that together. I mean, I really haven't. So you, so, I mean, you were, you were part of something that was really historic and important. Yeah. You know, she, she fought for all those Roseanne did. She was always willing to give up some laughs to get to the meat of something, you know, to get to, to get to an issue that she Mm. wanted, really wanted to uh, talk about. But you're, you're to, 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 Bring it to your uh, decisions, I guess, for lack of a better word right now. Are you just generally attracted to dark and edgy material? Yeah. Because <laughs> you talk about Bomb and Gilead, which is a pretty intense piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roseanne was, you know, at times mm-hmm. a pretty dark sitcom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Misery, although I find it very funny, mm-hmm. is a pretty dark piece. Mm-hmm. You know, getting on. I mean, those are just a couple of your... You've had a long and beautiful career so far. Um, you like darkness. Mm-hmm. Do you like to find the light in darkness, or do yes. you like to wallow in the darkness? I like to find the t- a little tiny, unexpected little tiny glimmer of light in the darkness. Yeah? Yes, I think that's my favorite. Why do you do that? Um, uh, huh. um, I like the risk of it. Yeah. I like the risk of, of um, can I... Change your mind about this person. Mm. Can I uh, can I go full tilt in all the ugliness, embrace it, enjoy it, and then can I and then can I pull the rug out just a little bit, where you see where 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 where, where and get an audience to actually care for one minute, just one second about that person. Yeah, I find I, I like I, I like that challenge. So that means spending an inordinate amount of time living in their skin when you're preparing. Yeah, you're a prep girl. Well, I love yes, I love the rehearsal and I love the prep. I love the uh, research. Are you the are you the are you the woman who is your script just littered with notes on the sides and yeah breaking her down and yeah I mean I don't do back history I don't do that kind of stuff I don't write tons like a journal about the character or anything but I I make notes to myself uh, usually let um 
say with uh, the play The Other Place, um, you know, I did a lot of research into um, dementia and uh, and 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 things that I would find. I would then apply to a portion of the play that would be unexpected to find it there. I don't know. So with Annie. You know, I did try and re- research uh, depression, and I tried to research uh, maybe certain um, mm, people who uh, have um, come from violence or have, you know, tend to be go violent, um, and uh, and then drop that into a place that's unexpected. I, 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 I like to, I like to try and create the best ride for an audience that I can and and sometimes I think I like to be surprised in in a show uh or I didn't see that coming whether it's an emotion or a gesture or um or a laugh that bursts out from the character or something that I like the unexpected so I try to pepper um performances with that that's why you're a theater animal yeah because that's living that's life that's life. That's like, and it ta- it's a, it's a craft. It's you, you know you work. It's it's a long extended period of work. That's why I don't like the rush of you know just throwing something together and the the adren the adrenaline rush of having an audience reacting and then you're shaping it right before. I like to be methodical about it. Yes, because you know. So it's it's also a control thing. Yes, I like to be in. Yes, in control. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Lori Metcalf, what a thrill. Thank you for coming. Thank to you. Today. Fun. Look for Lori Metcalf in Misery at the Broadhurst Theater. And I hope you'll come back so we can talk more. Actually, would love for you to come back and talk more about getting on. I'm obsessed. Oh, obsessed. thank you. Obsessed, obsessed. Stick around. There's more to come.